Young Entertainment. Young Entertainment. Young Entertainment Professionals. You're listening to the Young Entertainment Professionals podcast, a series featuring the next generation of creative and business professionals in music, TV, and film. Hear their stories on navigating the industry with the help of the Young Entertainment Professionals Network. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Young Entertainment Professionals podcast. Today's guest is going to be our first public relations industry professional on the show. And he originally started out in journalism, sharing many conversations with award-winning musicians, including Russell Dickerson, Chris Lane, Allie Colleen, Spencer Crandell, who was also on the podcast early on, and many other um, across genres. He released his first public relations company called Perkins Publicity, rebranded in 2019. And he's here to share everything that led up to that moment. Welcome, Trevor Perkins, to the Yep Podcast. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I love your, so those of you listening, you can't really see his backdrop, but you've got the, I believe in Nashville, lots of motiv- motivational quotes. Love it. Ballerini on the wall too. I do. I see her peeking <laughs> up in there. <laughs> Over my shoulder. <laughs> so I want to hear first off, um, from what I read in your bio and just knowing you, you started out pretty young in the music industry. Yeah. And I feel like, there are rare stories now of people that from a young age knew exactly what they wanted to do and completely followed through, especially in the area of music business. So I kind of want to hear first off at, a, at an early age of 13, like what caught your attention about the music industry that made you want to pursue it later on in life? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, to this day, I really truthfully don't know. And I know that sounds weird, but it kind of just happened. Um, I remember vividly going to a local fair in my um, hometown. Um, I'm in Iowa. And I remember going to a local fair and just watching a band perform. And I was so so taken in by how they were moving on stage, how they were doing that. I was like, you know, there's got to be something I can do. And there's something I wanted to do. Um, So I decided to, that night, went home and decided to start doing journalism and kind of went with it. Um, I was 13 at the time, not really knowing what to expect, kind of just started friending musicians out of the blue on Facebook, um, which was odd. Now it kind of seems stalkerish to this day, but it just kind back of- Back then it wasn't. Yeah, back then <laughs> it wasn't. That's how I got started. And um, I just continued with it. Um, I was very fortunate to fall into a really great relationship with a great business colleague who really helped me launch the beginning sides of the journalism aspect. Um, over that course of that year, you know, I ran my own magazine while juggling, juggling school. I was a full-time high school student, um, president of the student council, president of art club, you know, every aspect of a high school career I was involved in. And just doing this on the side was something that just kind of fell into play um, and it wasn't till I was probably like 16 or 17 is when I really got broader knowledge about like what the industry actually had to offer. Um, Cause I always, I always thought I was in going to graphic design, never had any desire to go into a music industry profession. Um, so that's when I started PR and 
where I am today. Love that. And what's really cool about your story that I'm hearing is that you had interest in all of these different creative roles in the industry, which does play into PR. So graphic design plays into the visuals of what an artist needs to reach fans, to reach editors. Um, so share more about, I know you had started out in journalism, but what led you to be on the PR side of pitching stories to those that are sharing them? Yeah. So it was more of just a thought. Um, a lot of people didn't realize this before I even went into PR, mm -hmm. I started booking artists to perform in my hometown. Um, my, I was very fortunate that my uncle and my dad believed in what I was doing and I was intertwining artists that I was interviewing and I was bringing them up performing for these crowds in these hometowns and introducing my brand and who I was as a person. And I really fell in love with working with the artists, being a part of their story, knowing what was going on. As everyone knows, everyone likes to have classified information. And that's what a PR person is, is you have so much information that you're holding. And then when you get to share it, it's just like, holy crap, it's there. And so um, I went to a colleague and I was like, I want to start a PR firm. And if you can't already tell, I was a, one of those people that I take rejection like oh, I'm going to do it. You watch what I'm going to do. This is what's going to happen. And they told me, they're like, Trevor, like no, like no disrespect, but I don't think PR is something that you need to go into right now. And I said, okay. And so I left that call and I said, watch me. And so I did it. So um, I come from a strong country music community. I That's where I'm raised. I literally, my town is of a thousand people and country music is very heavily rooted. Um, the first artist I signed ever to my own firm was a hip hop artist outside of Nashville, um, which is completely out of the box. And so that's what started my love and my passion. Um, I juggled journalism and PR for a long time. And then it wasn't till last CMA fest. I went to CMA fest. I was approved as a media person. I did, I think almost 60 interviews, which has never happened. And I don't think any outlet has ever done that, but I was so eager to just go in and do it. And I fell in love with being on the other side. I fell in love of, you know, walking the artists to their appearances, their shows, going to the stuff. That's what really sparked and why I made the transition to going into PR full time. So I have a lot of questions for you in terms of how an artist can move forward with PR, some beginner steps that they can take, as well as maybe some thoughts that you have about, you know, how media approaches stories and things that you wish that some media would take into account when it comes to covering stories, um, your advice on how to create a pitch that catches the eye of editor that truthfully tells um, that artist or client story. Um, but first I want to start out um, I'm sure there's a lot of artists listening to this who maybe aren't ready to commit to paying a PR firm or maybe haven't reached that place to where they found somebody to cover their story. What are some beginner steps that they can start to learn how to pitch their story to media? Um, and then the best type of cold emails or networking yeah, they should do. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I've actually been helping a lot with that. Um, 
You know, I think the biggest thing when I was in journalism is I loved getting those pitches from the artist itself. Um, I think that was just so personable. You knew what they were wanting to do and you were trying to help them share their story and play a part of it. Um, With Google, um, it's become easily findable to find everything. And, you know, I would suggest, you know, just starting off, like just how to write a press release, you know, literally typing the Google, there's tons of ways to do it, but the press release is what helps overall your brand and your image. Um, another thing that I tell artists all the time is find artists who are similar to you. You know, even in the PR spectrum, I've built my database and I've built my foundation, my company, carrying off other people. And I know that sounds like, oh my gosh, you're stealing work, but it's honestly genius. And a lot of people don't realize it, that if you find an artist that is similar to your brand, nine times out of 10, you're going to find an outlet that they were featured on that could feature you. And so be those stalkers, be that. Um, I also suggest as well is as you go across, you know, we live in a world a world where we're always on social media and social media has become such a forefront in everything. Um, if you see an outlet, take a screenshot. Um, maybe not right now. Maybe you're not ready to be featured there now, but you could be there one day. And so having that and start building that database, you know, when I started um, in PR, that's how I laid my foundation. Obviously, I'm not an artist, but I went in looking at what artists were getting. And from that journalism aspect, I implied both of those. So that's what I would start, you know, just start off. Don't be afraid, research, kiss people's butts and <laughs> as much as you can, um, because it, it does pay off as you keep going on um, and just keep flourishing. Cause that's, what's going to happen. The Yep Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Regions Bank Entertainment and Sports Division. With experience in entertainment, our Music Row bankers offer financial guidance for all music makers, business professionals, and those that make it happen behind the scenes. The Regions Entertainment and Sports Division is here to offer artists and business managers plenty of resources, personal service, and market intelligence at every stage of their development. They provide a range of solutions from everyday banking needs and tour support to financial advising, publishing financing, and royalty lending. Visit regions.com slash music row to learn how their team is discussing the current state of the industry with business leaders, artists, and musicians. I want to hear the do's and don'ts that you take into account when pitching a story to a media outlet. Um, Do's and don'ts in terms of what the email sounds like, the press release sounds like, how many times do you follow up? That sort of thing. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, I am one of those people um, where I took my journalism and knew what I liked in pitches and implemented it into my pitching process. Um, as a journalist, is people want as much information as possible but they also don't want a five page long email. (laughs) And that's what a lot of that things were coming down to. Um, So, you know, really get to the point of what you're emailing them for, Um, you know, introduce yourself, say what you're working on. Um, The biggest thing is be clear on what you're wanting. Don't beat around the bush. Don't be like, you know, whatever you can do, you can do. If you want to interview, tell them that. And, you know, the biggest thing that I've done is I went into my emails, my pitches, and I bold 
like the important things because that's what's going to catch people's eyes. So the most, the three most important things that I bold is the artist name and the release when you're wanting this to be done. And also bolding saying, would you be interested in an interview or would you be interested in a premiere? And I think that gets you so much further than just sending a long email and not being clear on what you're doing. Nine times out of 10, they're probably going to say this artist has no idea what they're doing and they're going to click out of it. Um, it's okay to include more information in like a PDF, um, a press release, attach those. Um, that's okay because if they're genuinely interested, they're going to look and find out more information on you. So those would be my beginning steps. Um, keep the email as short and straight to the point as possible. Love it. And when you're aligning expectations with a client that you're working with, how do you communicate to them what kind of stories you can guarantee versus ones you're going to try to pitch, but giving them a realistic timeline of how to grow their, their PR reach? Because I feel like sometimes, um, the, the half of the battle is just, how to create those goals within PR and what's reachable right now versus what may come later. Like you were saying, like taking a screenshot um, on Instagram or another social media outlet of a media platform that they eventually want to be featured on. Yeah. It all comes down to timing and growth. Um, the timing has to be right for you. Um, so many artists, especially when they're looking for a firm and they're signed on with a firm, they see that, oh my gosh, they got a People magazine feature. They got CMT. Oh, I can get that. Not necessarily. Um, we as publicists have to feel confident in what we're pitching. And a lot of artists don't realize, but if we send them a pitch that is maybe like loose ended or maybe needs the artist needs to develop themselves more. Mm -hmm. We could potentially lose that relationship. And so that's what a lot of artists have to realize is nothing is ever guaranteed in PR, nothing ever. And a lot of people, again, fall into that mold of like, Oh, you got this and this and that for that person. So I'm going to get that. No, that's not how it works. Um, I have built my company on, on and around helping independents strive um, and get their goals heard and have them succeed in any market possible. Um, but if I know that they're not ready for that market, then I'm going to help them get ready for it. And so um, a lot of times, and a lot of firms are starting to do this now as more developed, is they're helping the artists develop their brand alongside helping them get the press coverage. And that's what helps artists get into everything um, in those outlets and that kind of stuff. So, you know, going back to everything is just, you'll know when the time is right. Those goals are great to have but your team is the one that's going to help you line those goals. It may take a year from now. It could be 30 days. I mean, it, you never know. Yeah. Um, I look back at one of our artists who just had a CMT um, like video added today. And I remember talking to her two months ago, going into it and being like, like, I can't guarantee, but I don't know what it's going to do. And the song responded so well um, that CMT agreed to pick it up. And she's a brand new artist. She's, you know, debuting in everything. And so that's the biggest thing. So don't be afraid of having those goals, but know when a realistic timeline is. And then in terms of building a story, so you just mentioned something about, you know, helping artists with branding. Um, 
what are some ways that an artist can really streamline their voice in their brand to make it easier for you to pitch? Um, yeah. Yeah. So we always send our clients kind of like a, a get to know you kind of thing. I want to know your favorite foods. I want to know everything. And people sometimes get weird about that. They're like, why? But, you know, there's some artists who are really huge advocates into the mental health community. Um, and so you can intertwine a story into that. Um, I look back at one of my biggest pieces in a unique story that we've done recently is, you know, we had a people exclusive for one of our artists it was nothing on his music. It was about how he sold his home and he's living in a camper now. Like he's gave up so much square feet to live in this. And it was, it's a big deal. And so you have to find those creative outlets. You have to find a story to create, you know, a lot of big things that are being created are, you know, um, you know, female empowerment and that kind of thing. Like if your brand is screaming, oh, I want to help females, then let that story be heard. Um, you know, if you are one of those, um, I've been seeing a lot of, especially um, with the autism community, a lot of things are coming out in that. Yeah. And I'm seeing a lot of artists, you know, finally open up and share their story. And so it kind of sounds dark, but it's kind of true is the secrets that you necessarily don't want to get out in the world could make an impact on furthering your story. And so be, be vulnerable because that's what people want. They want vulnerability and the more vulnerable you're going to be, the more that they're going to support you and just keep cheering you on. That's, I love the way that you said that because as someone who is an interviewer, having those vulnerable conversations where it is very organic, when it feels like I'm talking to one of my friends and we're having a drink one of our favorite bars, like those are the best episodes. Like those are the best interviews where people are like, Oh, I feel like y'all are like, y'all have been friends forever. And I'm like, we haven't been friends forever, but based on how open they were with their story and creating the right questions, like it, it takes, it takes that, um, takes that feature a whole nother level. Exactly. And you know, I can relate to that a hundred percent because I lived in my story not wanting to tell my story. I always put my artists and everything that I had in front of who I was as a person. Um, my childhood wasn't perfect. I went through a lot of things to get to where I'm at. It's built me to the person I am today. Um, I think the biggest thing that I struggled with um, just starting off was I was so afraid that my age was going to be a defining factor into my future. Um, and so I... I hit it. I hit it for a long time um, and didn't tell anybody. I mean, my first Nashville trip, I remember I was 17 and I went down there and I did CMA Fest for the first time and I was by myself and people got a full grasp on actually how old I was then. And the story started coming alive. And it's not till then, till now that I finally decided to be more open about that and be about my brand and everything in general. So even as business people too, you know, there's all sorts of different kind of PR. There's whole different aspects, but you know, as I'm building myself and my company, um, I have learned that I do have to be vulnerable and take my own advice um, and create a story for myself. And that's, you know, that's why I'm here today. 
This podcast is brought to you by Starstruck Entertainment. For over 30 years, Starstruck has developed and managed talent, including singers, songwriters, producers, and recording engineers. Their roster includes Blake Shelton, Maggie Rose, John King, Caroline Cole, Emily Ann Roberts, Kale Dodds, and duo Pryor and Lee. You can keep up to date with all their latest releases by following Starstruck on Instagram or visiting their website, starstruckentertainment.com. Yep, made a huge difference in, I don't know, making you feel comfortable about being a young entertainment professional, like a truly young person that just wanted this a little bit earlier than others. Not to say that you, I mean, it's never too late to obviously go pursue what you want to pursue, but how has being connected to the Yep community made you feel more at home where you're at in your journey? If it wasn't for the Yep community, I would not be where I'm at. Like, I, I don't even remember when I joined the group. Um, but I remember even in my journalism time frame with everything, um, I remember finding new artists on there. Um, I remember connecting with people that I would have never connected with otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep, you know, it kind of, it's always been something that has been there. Um, and I've been doing and been involved within the community, especially when I started my company as well. That was a huge foundation. Like I went into PR not knowing what I was doing. And so that's how I got a lot of my clients was through Yep. Um, and I still do to this day. Um, but I think the moment that I really felt that I was a part of the community is when you guys announced the awards and I was nominated for an award. And I just, it was like one of those moments where I was like, I, I'm a part of this. Like, this is something that is changing, changing the scene. And that's when I've become really a lot of aware with what you've been doing. And so, you know, thank you for creating such an organization and a community to help like people like me, especially for people that are out of states and that kind of thing. I really, really, really do appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you being a part of it because obviously having you on this podcast is going to inspire someone else who is trying to decide where their place is in entertainment and um, how to get connected with others that may help them grow along the way. Uh, Time management. So I've worked with a variety of PR firms. Some only work project by project. Um, some have had these long stand, long time clients that they've worked with forever. Um, how do you manage your time and client base so that you're not spreading your work too thin or your employees too thin, giving your clients quality features, um, quality media, like what time management just in general, how do you go about that? And what are your best recommendations for someone who's looking to build a successful PR firm? Yeah, no, of course, that's a great question. So when I started in PR, I went in with a unique approach. Um, I built my company on a campaign basis. So um, it doesn't matter the size, the artist who they are. I don't care if they're Tim McGraw. (laughs) Like it's one of those things. I always work with them for three months to start off with. Um, and I use that three months as you grow in the industry, you're going to find that sometimes people don't mesh. Things don't work out. It's just the nature of the industry. That's how things are. And so 
that three months is a get to know you period and get to really grow with you. Um, and that three months, your firm, especially my firm, we're putting in the work for you. Like those three months are a, such a vital piece, you know, we're starting your campaign, but also we're helping you brand and build your image. And so that's where it's come a lot into play. Um, I am very fortunate to be in the position that I am. I do have a large roster. I do have a small team, but my company was built off of relationships. So coming from the journalism realm, I was with the journalists. I was with those people at CMA Fest. I was with all those. I create so many great friendships and I implemented that into my business structure. And so as you, as people, especially starting their firms, you're going to know who your community is. I know like right now, if I called somebody, I could get something like, I know I could get something. And that's a lot of the places is, you know, we try to get our clients in so many different areas. Um, it takes time, but with the relationships that I've built, it's implemented that to make, help streamline that a lot more where we are able to take on probably more than the average firm just starting out. What has been your favorite partnership or brand collaboration or feature that you worked on with an artist where the timing was right and maybe the project turned out even more creative than you thought it would be um, and ended up being a really cool um, deal between you and your client and the brand? Yeah, that that's hard because I love all of it. But I think the biggest one that was a full picture moment for me. Um, when I started in the music industry, I signed a hip hop artist. Um, his girlfriend at the time was a country music artist and I um, got connected with her and started doing her PR. And um, we went into it kind of like not really talking to each other, just going off of like what we knew and we just started building. Um, she went on a cruise before the pandemic hit um, and so she was on a cruise ship and so her music career was kind of on halt and sh we come back and we talk and she plays me the song. Um, her name's Gracie Carroll and she plays me the song that's called three minutes. And she's like, Trevor, I don't know if this is the right time to do it. We're just right in the middle of the pandemic. Like, I don't know what to do. I was like, Oh my gosh. And you know, for those who don't know the song, it was all about, um, female inequality within the industry, um, saying that if you just give the girls three minutes to be heard, you're gonna, you're gonna see why we're worth beyond the radio. Um, so I remember very, very well, um, going to Nashville with her, um, and we recorded the music video. Um, you know, we did, you know, different, just this whole full on production and going into that, releasing the video, um, we incorporated CMT and Leslie Fram and the Change the Conversation organization into the project itself. Um, and we were able to bring this independent artist who has never been able to break into a scene like that. Um, and CMT debuted her music video. Um, and it was such, I think it was such an impactful moment for me because it was like, holy crap, like this, this is a story. This is a great story. And I think what meant the most and it helped me tremendously was 
I was a part of that project. You know, I was there with her. I remember carrying her bags and being like her bag boy all around like her video shoot, but it was something that meant so much to me. And to be able to have Leslie Fram's support with CMT, the change of the conversation organization into full picture, do that. And then start working on new and exciting things that we'll be releasing soon. It was just a really full picture for me. So I would definitely say that was, that's probably the biggest and most success partnership that I'm very, very proud of. Love it. And congratulations on that. And just being able to witness what it was like to have all those relationships come full circle for you. That's really good. Well, thank you. I mean, it truly it was almost like a picture perfect moment. I don't remember very much of it, but I do remember, um, at the end of the day, like when CMT did like put the video up there, I remember like looking back and like, Holy crap. Like I, I did this, like I did this, we did this, we created something magical and now people are going to hear it. And so I think that was the most rewarding thing. Fantastic. Well, one last question for you. I want to hear, um, why do you think press is the biggest thing for artists right now? Being that tours, touring is on pause sort of, but hopefully eventually it's going to come back sooner, hopefully sooner than we think. Um, but the importance of press and what do you love most about being involved in that part of an artist's journey? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, a lot of artists don't realize how important press is, um, for the length of their career. Um, you know, just one thing that I can name off the top of my head. Um, a lot of people want to progress in further and they want those blue check marks. You know, everyone wants to be verified. And a lot of people don't realize that if you don't have a presence online, you're not going to get that. And so I think a lot of artists are starting to realize that with not being able to tour as much, they're getting their brand overall built through press. And um, that's definitely why I had a boost. That's why a lot of firms are so busy and I'm, you know, it's crazy. Um, but that's what I would suggest is like at any point in your career, you're ready. You're ready to get press. It's all about finding the right team that's fit for you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are just like a little tidbits that I would do is, you know, just kind of go with the direction that you want to go. You're ready, but find the right firm that's going to support you. Um, and then also just overall press impacts your future. And so if you can start early and start building that momentum, then you're, it's going to pay off in the long run. Awesome. Well, thank you, Trevor, for all of your insight and for sharing your story and the stories from your clients. Where can people keep up with you and where can they find information about your publicity firm if they're interested in signing on? Yeah, of course. So um, I have a lot going on within myself as my story unfolds. Um, My website is just trevorperkins.com. It has links to Perkins Publicity, my past journalism projects, um, and everything is in that one stop. So um, just visit trevorperkins.com. You'll be able to find my website and just go from there. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Trevor. Um, And looking forward to everybody hearing, hearing this episode and hope you have a great weekend. Yes, you too. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Young Entertainment Professionals Podcast. To get connected, visit yepnashville.com and follow Yep Nashville and Yep Los Angeles on social media. I'm your host, Libby Ulrich, and until next time, discover, cultivate, accelerate. <laughs>